0: Hi guys, welcome to the Divine Creators Podcast with Cody Singh. Hello everybody, welcome, welcome, Cody here. We are doing another episode here of the Divine Creators Podcast. We're going to talk about auras, we're going to talk about all things related to auras, we're going to talk about Understanding ourselves in deeper ways, any sort of topics of conversation that we are guided to in this podcast, I think we're just going to go deeper on. Of course, we're going to leverage some of those comments and uh, questions that you've posted on the Divine Creators group with Cody Singh. So, if you're not on that group already, I highly suggest joining the Divine Creators with Cody Singh Facebook group. So, there you can actually post your photo if you'd like to understand about different features in your aura what people can see in your aura, everybody's kind of, <laughs> this is a group of aura readers at this point, you know, I'm, re- I'm looking at the comments, and you guys are all really, really good at guessing the, co- the colors of people's auras, whether, whether it's their life colors, or whether it's other just colors or energies in their field, you guys are really good at pointing those out, okay, and actually, I want to talk about this for a minute, because there is a difference, there is a distinction between some of the life color, right? And the other colors that are within their field, adaptation or secondary colors, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. The last episode we talked about adaptations a little bit uh, in regards to, especially like musicians when they're on stage or when they're, you know, have a really successful music career, sometimes they pull in that red energy to really drive their purpose or instigate change. So you can pull in different colors of energy in your field that aren't necessarily reflective of your life colors. Okay. Life colors are better revealed upon doing therapy. You know, when you're really working one-on-one with another person, not just working with them, just connecting with another person one-on-one. What you're doing is attuning to their essence, their nature, their emotional composition, who they truly are. You can always tell when somebody's hiding a little bit, right? So when you are in a setting where you're conversing or connecting with somebody in some format, um, that is when the life colors will start emerging because that is who they truly are. That's their nature. That is like such a fundamental aspect of how they operate mentally, intellectually, um, emotionally, even physically as well in, in some ways. That is the life color. However, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about different adaptations, different colors and what that signifies you know when you're pulling in different adaptations different colors different energies to support you right so we're thinking about all the different things that we have to participate in our life with um and all the different energies that are required for us to do those things right we do so many diverse different things right we can be writing books and then we can be performing on stage And then we can be painting portraits, you know, Uh, and then we can be at our nine to five in a cubicle, crunching numbers. You know, there's so many different aspects and expressions of who we are and our energies. So when we're participating in those different things, we pull in different energies that may be differing to some of your life colors. Now, I wanted to talk about this. I felt guided to talk more about this, okay? So I wanted to talk about For example, we talked a little bit about, you know, when people pull in red energy. So not necessarily, we're not talking about life colors, which life colors can transition, right? However, especially like in photos, when you guys post photos, sometimes the colors in people's fields, you can mistake them as life colors because that person has adopted it so much or adapted it's so much into their field in that moment. They're just so and this is different from a mask. Masks are usually indicative of trauma. We talked about this in other podcasts as well as on my blog on dot You can learn about masks as well and different aura colors on their masks are usually indicative of trauma. and They're usually covering up your authentic colors because that person has a negative relationship to who they truly are, for example. So because of that, they will often mask their true colors with what some people call an overlay. I call them masks because that's what it does. Its function is essentially to hide who they truly are, their true colors. They're hiding their true colors with this mask. That's different from the adaptations. Some people call these secondary colors. So I'm gonna go through a couple of these, you know, this is why, for example, just uh, moving forward with, you know, uh, aura readings in the group for you guys is better understanding as well, because I, I want you guys to, you know, be able to gauge you guys are reading the colors so well and I, and I don't want you to feel frustrated when you see other people posting photos and you're like, I did not see that color. Well, the reason a lot of times for that is because their life colors are hiding, especially when we're posting celebrities and famous people in in the public eye. A lot of time people in the public eye, they have to sort of, you know, they, they have a persona that they present when they are in front of people that is sometimes contrary to who they are when they're with themselves in the privacy of their own homes when it's just they and themselves or they and their loved ones, there's a different energy. The authentic energy comes out when you are more comfortable. So when we're talking about aura colors and considering that they do transition as well, keep in mind taking a photo in the privacy, maybe of your own home, especially with a white background, it's gonna be so much easier for you guys to guess people's life colors that way, especially if you've meditated first. So if you spend 10 minutes just trying to quiet your mind, and you don't have to be able to know how to quiet your mind either, remember, it's just just the act of deciding to quiet your mind is already you're doing work there, okay? You're already raising your vibration just by silencing your mind, silencing your thought, Remember, thoughts are vibrating frequencies. So you think of all the various different thoughts that are circling in your head that you're trying to just ignore. You can't ignore frequencies that are vibrating, that you're radiating. And the evidence for that is what you manifest throughout your day. What you run into is a product of what thoughts that you are giving off. What frequencies that you are emitting is based on those thought patterns. So when you silence your mind, you're settling into... Your light, your truth, the eternal version of you, your soul, that is so much of a higher frequency than any of those thoughts that were vibrating. Unless the thoughts that you were thinking of were really, really, just really inspired, beautiful thoughts, just like that get you so jazzed and so excited and motivated to do whatever, you know. Or, you know, it's, it's you're in a state of real a lot of gratitude or appreciation of something, that energy has movement to it, okay? And it's propelling you in a direction toward your goals, aligned goals. So that's the only instance where meditation will not really be of benefit to you because you've already got a a movement of energy flowing through you that's guiding your actions. You don't need to stop thought if thought is propelling you in positive ways, right? In aligned ways. So for example, when you're taking the aura photos If you guys just spend literally 10 minutes, just um, pick pick, or or light a candle, for example, I love this, light a candle and just watch the flame. What you're doing is occupying your focus. I'm not asking you necessarily to just stop your thoughts immediately. That's very difficult. But what you can do is distract yourself from thinking the other thoughts. So you can focus on a flame So you're watching the flame move back forth. You can even just watch the trees billow in the wind. And then you're going to realize, oh, my frequency is raising because I'm now tuning into, ooh, the environment around me, the harmony around me, nature around me. Everything that is beautiful is coming alive around me because I'm tuning more into that energy, that frequency. And law of attraction is responding to that. Law of attraction is responding to your focus. So you're inviting more Um, evidence of that to manifest around you, just upon focusing that, on that for seconds. It takes seconds, okay? You're doing this on a day-to-day basis. When you're like, I want to listen to this song right now, oh my gosh, that is your, your inner guidance guiding you to something that your thoughts, your mind, currently associates to something that actually reduces brain activity, um, or reduces you thinking negative thoughts, rather, um, bringing you back into an equilibrium with yourself, you know, where you're not, you, when you're really enjoying your favorite song or your favorite show or your favorite podcast or your favorite whatever YouTuber, You are tuning out of everything else in order to tune into that one thing that you enjoy. And there's so much power and leverage in that moment of focusing on what you are enjoying. You are converging powers of the universe into one moment when you focus on something that is that joyous to you, okay? And what quieting your mind does, especially if you've been on a rampage of just thinking negative thoughts over and over and over, you know and you're just having an awful day when you just focus on that flame or a sound the you know the sound of whatever is the ambience ambience around you tune into your environment the sound of the wind the sound of the the radiator when you occupy your focus in that way you're tuning more into your true self okay because there's so much less distraction. So when you true, turn back into that your true self, what people don't realize is you are incrementally raising your vibration by the second, okay? In seconds, you will be raising your vibration. And think about just a minute or two minutes or three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. Okay, you do this and you are completely connected to your power, your essence, who you truly are. And what you also are doing is you are vibrationally a match to receiving thoughts, vibrational thoughts that are aligned with your mission, why you are here. Um, Things that are, and your mission is, it just points what you are meant to do in your life that is just the most fun, and that will bring about the most abundance and harmony and bliss in your life, okay? That is who you are in alignment, okay? I just want to emphasize this, okay? Because alignment, what does that mean? Alignment with the universe, in sync with the universe. The universe doesn't propel negative energy, okay? We are just, it's just the perception of negative energy or negative things or negative experiences is just a result of us being discordant or out of alignment from that ever-flowing energy that is the universe, the ever-flowing light that is the universe. And all, all negative things is just an expression of that deviation from that alignment of that energy. All of the creative different Avenues of of things come from that contrast from that energy. Okay, so this is why alignment is so powerful because you are the universe. You are interconnected with the universe. So when you align your energy with the truth of who you are, you are also in alignment with the energy of the universe that is powered by infinite light. There is no negative energy In the universe just like there's no dark light switch (laughs) there's only a light switch and there's a turning off of that light switch there's no light there's no dark source there's only a light source and lack of that light when you turn off the light okay so i just want to emphasize alignment in case people don't understand what i'm referring to when we talk about alignment in this way okay so when you're in alignment your life colors are easier to see they're clear as day and you will notice some people's auras on the group you'll be like oh my gosh those are so easy to see that person's aura is so easy to see you know sometimes you guys will comment and you'll be like oh clearly clearly crystal clearly yellow or clearly blue that person oh oh my gosh so much purple come on this person is a clear life purple energy And you can often tell those people, if you, if you, if you look, the photos that are easiest to read are the ones that are like in a, usually like in their house and usually with a white background, clear white background and usually zoomed out a bit. Okay. Maybe like a couple feet out, you know, that is the best way to, you know, maybe I'll take a a self or a photo for you guys one day, just so you could see what like a, a, a great aura photo is not necessarily I'm not saying like the best aura in the world I'm not saying that I'm just saying what an example of what uh, taking a, a photo of a person that is easy to read that person's aura is you know um, how far away from the from the camera you should be how zoomed out you should be how much of the white wall background you should show I want to just got to give you guys that that template um so maybe I'll do that one of these days or like I'll find a photo um, I can use or I'll I'll point someone out who has taken like a really easy one to to notice Um, because you guys are noticing colors Uh, sometimes you're noticing the adaptation so let's talk about this for a minute okay so sometimes when people pull in red as opposed to having an authentic red aura and we're not talking about masks, where when someone pulls in these adaptations or pulls in a red energy to supply whatever they're doing, it can be associated, for example, with passion, sometimes sexual desires, for example. Um, they can really pull that in, for example, red also. People pull in red when they've, they're really like trying to conjure a zest for life, also when they are pulling in, you know, a desire to attain and work toward achieving a lot of material wealth okay Um, they can make this a game they can make it fun and that's when they pull in this red energy so it's not just red people who sorry red life color people who are you know um, who tend to just work so hard you know Um, people can be, you can be yellow, you can be blue, and you can pull in these energies. This is why very successful people are not only reds. They're not only reds. They're not only green people. They're not just mental tan people. They're not just, you know, physical tan people. They, they can be any color, but they will pull in these various different energies to support that, you know? Okay. For example, I will see people pull in orange, orange colors like orange adaptations orange colors to uh you know when they're around friends and family and just trying to enjoy their environment when they go home after like a holiday and they're really you know enjoying outdoor activities with their nephews and you know the kids and the neighbors that sort of thing I will see people pull in orange energy for that okay and remember these these colors always you know are associated to an extent to the chakras as well okay so think of red energy and associate that with like root chakra okay if you guys are familiar with the chakras there's so much information about chakras online i don't think we need to spend an episode maybe we could talk about chakras one episode if you guys really want to but you know you guys are pretty advanced um just looking at a lot of what you're talking about on facebook but i don't want to leave anyone out you know what i'm saying so you know, just understand that there is a correspondence to these energies and the colors of the energies and the chakras. Uh, We all know the chakras, right? Red, it goes, you know, from root chakra to the crown of our head. It starts red, orange, yellow. Okay. Then there's green. Green's heart chakra. The root chakra is blue. Um, Indigo is the third eye. And then there's a violet energy that is The crown and there's also other chakras other than that that also carry colors someone talked about this as well corey in the group hi hi corey by the way um corey asked a great question about the higher heart chakra and they do have colors as well the higher heart chakra is this aqua color okay so you know and that also lends to if you think about it i didn't think about this at at first but i just always knew the higher heart chakra is just this aqua aqua color but, you know, if you think about it, the throat chakra is blue, right? And then the heart chakra is green. And the higher heart chakra is located right in between that. And it sort of is a combination of those two colors. Even though it is a distinct frequency on its own, it's still, um, it still is, you know, that color. It's interesting. So, for example, when people pull in yellow, that can be that playful energy, that playful spirit, high sort of self-esteem that people kind of pull in, in in key moments, social environments, even in work environments. Um, you know, they can pull in this yellow energy to support themselves in that way. But also yellow energy, especially if it's a sphere. And I'm going to talk maybe in this episode or if there's time, you know, in other episode if there's not enough time about spheres, okay, because when I see a yellow sphere around a person, you know, um, when people pull, well, they're not pulling in that sphere, they're channeling that sphere, that sphere is an energy, just like a chakra, but it's a, you know, it's a talent, okay, so when I see a yellow sphere around a person, especially around their head, or, you know, even, or even around their throat, you know, just around the head, though, usually, it's, kind of indicative of like intellectual enrichment or spiritual awakening sometimes or yeah just like high intellect you know they're destined for greatness you know often when i see these yellow spheres around people um they can also be indicative and i don't know if i mentioned like talent as well um sometimes and this is different this is why like theater performers theater singers sound so different from like other singers you know singer songwriters it actually can is is depicted in their aura as well so a lot of broadway singers I uh, notice like the very talented one like the sutton fosters of the world or for example or the cynthia arrivo's of the world she's got a lot going on we'll talk about cynthia again <laughs> later she's got a couple different sphere action but um yeah most of the you know tip the the normal um, uh, Broadway performers, they will have these yellow spheres and, you know, that is very much like the Broadway style, the theater style. It's very, uh, you know, perfect, you know, and all the right notes, you know, and, and the same thing, you know, each time it's textbook, right? And it's, you have to be very, very skilled to do that every single night and have that vocal stamina and, you know vocal health you know day in and day out like that you know it's very very talented people that are required you know to sustain that so sometimes they'll have these yellow spheres i notice often like these theater performers do that okay so this is interesting i want to talk about when people pull in green because i talked a lot about greens and a lot of people probably have a you know one or two feelings about green people, but they're so diverse that 's why I had to talk about you know all the different types of green people they are because the green people are beautiful people as well, okay, just because they're a mental color doesn't mean that they are just like heady you know doesn't mean that they all have this sort of terrarium green feeling to them they 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 can and <laughs> they usually do, but they also you know green is heart chakra, remember, and we talked about energy being corresponded to, uh, sorry, or colors, life colors, or just energies that you pull in in general are always corresponded to the, you know, chakras as well. Green is the heart chakra. So, for example, uh, people will pull in green when they have to just chill out, when they need to just kind of mellow out or just calm down, chill out. Some people will pull in green if they prioritize like going to yoga you know if they're like a for example you think of some of those business people you know who also still like meditate or still go to yoga you know studios things like that they will pull in green energy sometimes because that green will balance them out Um, especially if they are really they, they need that balance because their life you know requires requires that so if they are really in their head all day and they really need to actually ground the the green can help ground them um, people will pull in green it will be like a kindness like a loving heart energy an open heart you know um, you will feel just comfortable around someone pulling in green energy you know the green energy is like someone you want to sit with and have like some tea or kombucha with and you know you know just hang out you know there's so many like green guys and like <laughs> i spent a lot of time in portland and like things like that you know i just see like green guys there uh like not necessarily green life colors but like green people like green they'll carry a lot of green in their energy um because in those moments you know um really just kind of uh yeah, just mellowing out, chilling out, you know, they will also have an affinity um, when they are in nature, of course. So when people pull in green energy, you know, they're often just acclimatizing to nature around them, even animals as well. Um, It is a beautiful energy, the green energy, you know, so it's a wonderful you know, feature when someone has the ability to pull in green energy often, you know, that like, okay, this person is sane, like this person I can, I can like chill out with, like I can, I I know that they are emotionally intelligent enough, you know, where they're not gonna, they're gonna have one foot in reality, you know, that is like some of the good qualities of like green, you know. And blue, for example, you know, blue. Blue. We've talked so much about blues, you know, and so I think we kind of have an understanding. So we'll kind of move through this. But blue is also communication. So when people are trying to communicate better, you know, that that's associated with the throat chakra as well. So things like, um, yeah, communicating more efficiently with somebody, with more emotional awareness, emotional connectivity, emotional attunement. You know, people will have blue, kind of like a light blue kind of color come in that is supporting them in that way, you know? Um, But, you know, it's so diverse, right? Because even as I'm I'm talking about this, there's also talking about um, the textures of the colors. Sometimes people who have like a blue, like a light blue kind of haze in their energy, I know that they are very lazy in that moment, or they are just like having a Sunday, you know what I mean? So, that is often what that energy you know why those colors will show up in some people's field you know also being like very meditative and chill and tranquil okay um yeah that energy will come in often when they're trying to support their friends or their family okay So this is interesting now talking about indigo when people pull in the indigo energy that is a little bit more unique because the indigo energy is just newer to this planet in general Um, but I thought it'd be interesting to talk about when people pull in indigo because you can do that as well I've seen that I've even seen an indigo mask before (laughs) which is interesting you know Um, but uh, when people pull in Indigo energy, you know, as, as an adaptive color, you know, they're, they're using that energy to assist in tuning in to their guidance, their higher self, their spirit guides, um, tune more into other people's spirit guides, tuning into their higher dimensional aspects of other people's energy, okay? They are navigating the fourth and fifth dimensional layers of another person when they're pulling in indigo energy in in any sort of assisting capacity, okay? Um, You know, people who are really, really great, really exceptional at shadow work, they will pull in indigo, and that will be a tool that they can use to kind of Access truth and um other people's truth, understanding their truth on a deeper level, and also just understanding people's past, tuning into their past, your own path past excuse me, um doing that sort of inner journeying work with yourself and the emotional landscape, the mental landscape, you know that deeper psychological subconscious work, if you're good at navigating that and subconscious is you know past right we talk about past when we're talking about navigating our subconscious so that is supplied by indigo energy so i will often always you know see very talented people with who are very talented at shadow work pulling in indigo energy when they when they do this sort of thing even when they're writing things about this stuff as well indigo energy will will be used for that And lastly, um we, well, we will talk we could talk about more as well, but um, I just wanted to kind of go through the chakras, right? the ones that parallel chakras, so um purple when people pull in purple, that is like intuition, that person is really, really pulling in those sorts of psychics so you can be any aura color but usually if you go to any sort of psychic and you're going to meet them or palm readers people like that you will see that sort of so much uh purple energy around them purple or even violet energy around them that just indicates that they are typing into psychic power intuition um they are tuning into you know high spiritual power in order to assist you okay that is really the highest um color the highest consciousness of you know pulling in other colors to assist you someone's pulling in a purple energy they are working with a very very high consciousness um psychic awareness spiritual power spiritual intuition yeah you know that is that is when people are pulling in that that purple energy real strong. So I have this question from Hannah that I've been saving for the podcast. Uh, because, uh, you know, and this one is actually really relevant for what we just talked about here. So I'm paraphrasing. Okay, so bear with me here. I'm just going to sort of navigate to what uh, part of this question to hone in on. Okay, so she says, um, what I'm wondering is whether a change in favorite colors, because she in this post was talking about all of these different colors. She used to love purple and and bright but darkish colors, including red. But then over the past year, she's been having an aversion to red. She doesn't wear it anymore. Instead, she prefers pink um, and yellow and all of these other colors, all these shifts in her, you know, what colors that she is enjoying. And she wants to know if that is reflected you know, in what aura colors you are or what you may be transitioning into. Because remember, aura colors do transition. So she says, I'm wondering whether a change in favorite colors and specifically an an aversion to colors that you used to like means a shift in aura colors as well. I'd be very interested to know um, what a sudden and persistent aversion to specifically red means. Okay. So, you know, of course, you know, there are exceptions to this, for sure. I have I have seen people who, you know, they have an aura color and they just do not like that color in general. They don't like wearing that color. They don't like keeping that color around them. And if you really go deeper, especially in, in like a setting where you're, you know, offering emotional support to them, you know, or in therapy, for example, um, you know, it can be indicative of, you know, maybe a resistance to a certain quality of who they are, a certain aspect of their nature that they have resistance toward. They have a resistance to who they maybe truly intrinsically are in some way. You know, that can be one example of it. Maybe they have an aversion to major change. And that's why they can be resistant to red. Maybe they really like things being really chill and really, you know, the same thing that they can sort of count on you know, every day that feels safe to them, you know, sometimes red energy can be really startling for people who like, you know, routines and like habits and like that consistency that helps make them feel safe, right? That's a very blue energy. So when, you know, if that person's wearing a lot of red in their life, they're going to be conjuring a lot of that red energy as well. So I would think, you know, naturally, having somebody, you know, um, you know, who who's a who has an aversion to change, they're going to not want to have that very activating energy uh, color around them very often, you know. That could that could be one thing, you know. And this is great because we just talked about these different adaptations of different colors, things like that. So you, you can kind of play around there and think like, okay. You know, if someone has an aversion to blue energy, maybe they, or excuse me, if someone has an aversion to the color blue for a period of time, maybe they just like really are in a place of just a lot of momentum and just like, just really just moving through life at a light speed, you know, just going through and just killing it, you know, that blue color, maybe they will perceive it in a way that would slow them down, you know. So there's various different reasons people can, you know, have aversions to colors that aren't necessarily related to what your life color is. But I do think it's interesting to note that a lot of people's life colors, you know, um, they will like that color. (laughs) They will like having those colors around them. You know, it is interesting. You know, that's a great question. I wanted to hold off on that one um for like when i was inspired to answer that and we just talked about um, all these adaptation colors so i thought that was an interesting point to kind of pop that in there you know and you know talking also just because there is a lot of misconception just about because especially when you're listing just like traits you know what i mean red robust strength leader you know It seems so general, there can be so many misunderstandings around this, okay, so what, just red and green people, are those the only, like, rich people in the world, like, that's not true, you know, when I talk about abundance in general, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about auras in general, I kind of wanted to start with the colors, but there's so much more to the aura than colors, remember, okay, so, so much more than just the colors because when we talk about abundance as well when we look at somebody with an abundant aura okay there is a giving and receiving sort of motion that you can see in their field. you can see when someone has a lot of trauma and is really attached to their pain and their trauma and things that they have pass it, uh, that, that, that that have happened to them in their past things that are still cycling in their consciousness, you can see that in their field, in their mental field, as well as their physical field. Their mental field, if they're actively thinking about it and if they've identified with it, it's actually, you know, it is implemented within their auric field as a feature that they've identified with, okay? So when somebody, you know, has a, a very abundant field, they're very abundant in their life, they, you know they have just acquired a lot of either material wealth or abundance in the sense of like they are just a very full person. They have a an abundant community, abundant love, all these features that is reflected in the aura. So when you look at an abundant person, again, the energy, it looks full and it looks like it's flowing and it's not like retaining everything. It's not like holding it all in and, and, and like, you know, being hostile with it. They are understanding that it is as within and so without, you know, they understand that it's money in and money out, money in, money out. And it's interesting how that just shows and is depicted in the aura as well. You can see their energy, their energy. They're not attached to what they're, what is coming in. And that's why more of it comes in because they don't have a thought pattern that is blocking that energy from coming in causing them to try to like hold on to it for dear life right that is resistance so that is a frequency that they're giving off you know um when they're holding on to that thought pattern which would cause them to not be receiving their abundance adequately okay So it's interesting watching abundant people and how they think and how the way that they think is reflected in their aura, okay? Their thought patterns, understanding that money comes in and money comes out, money comes in, money comes out. That belief pattern, understanding that is shown in the field and I think it's fascinating to point that out to people as well because it helps you understand the nature of psychology and trauma and things like that as well. Because if you think, okay, Well, this person is abundant. Look at their field. This person is really not abundant at all. This person would really characterize themselves as being really lacking and really, you know, struggling or having just a really difficult time in life and things are not coming to them. You will see those cycling of those thoughts circling around these people. And that is the vibe that you will pick up on when people are walking down the street and you look like they look like they're just like not even aware of like what is going on around them. You know, you can see that actually depicted in the field. So you can tell when somebody is thinking about the past, you can tell when somebody is attached to the past, when it's literally, you know, applied in their field like that. What's the word I'm looking for? Imprinted. Imprinted in the field. Sort of just like it is a part of them. You know, you can see when they're walking around with that energy like that. You could see that. And it's not always a color, by the way. It are, It is different features, right? And we can talk about some of those features as well. So we talked about what abundance looks like in the field, but let's talk about like the different other sort of things that can show up, you know, in the field related to this. Okay. Um, so when somebody is, is not abundant um, and they have a lot of trauma in their fields, for example, that is characterized by less light actually coming into their field you can actually see, okay, this person is pulling in less, less light because of where their thoughts are focused. They're focused on these thought patterns, these negative thought patterns, these negative belief patterns that are cycling in their mind that is being represented in their field. And what is res- represented in your field, what you're giving off of vibrationally is what comes to you in your reality, your physical reality, without exception and 100%. Okay, there's no deviation of this in any level. Whatever you are giving off, you will receive in your life. Okay, you what you are vibrating, you cannot receive abundance, will not find you if you're not giving off the vibration of abundance. If that makes sense, so that looks like a lot of light in someone's field. If that makes sense, so they will have symmetry, they will have like a, a healthy, harmonious sort of spirit to them and their body and their energy um their spirit will be able to co- um just accommodate change and opportunities and they don't hold on to it but they just sort of um take it and they go with life and they and they embrace it and then they let go of things you know that's what symmetry looks like that's what abundance looks like as well you know abundant people have a lot of symmetry in their field and Anything less than that is a various, you know, it can be related to a various, you know, different reasons, different traumatic experiences, different situations that have set up different features in the aura that I want to talk about briefly. Okay, this is an extensive topic and it really does deserve a lot of time to really spend on this, right? Because this is talking about trauma here. This is talking about emotional trauma. This is talking about people's pain, people's past. And now, you know, what we're talking about is just how that is represented in the field, okay? And I do think, the reason why I share this is I do think that there is things to gain about understanding how this actually looks in your field. It is a layer of self-awareness. It is a version of self-awareness, you know, and it's important to be, Self-aware to the capacity that you can be nobody is a hundred percent, you know Always fully self-aware. Otherwise, we'd be walking around like, you know Just aware of all the entire multidimensional universe always at all times, you know, we're doing the best that we can, right? So we're not criticizing anyone here. I just want to say that first of all but I do want to talk about because it is interesting what these um conditions look like in the field okay there's all different types we talked about symmetry tentacles we talked about tentacles tentacles are this they're like literally like cords they look like tentacles they extend outward from the aura as this external boundary and are often associated with like dependency needs you know codependency separation anxiety things like that Um, they're found in people's auras who um they're looking for instant gratification, things like that. You know, when you really want somebody to, like, compliment you and they're, like, uh, they give you a compliment, you're, like, they're, like, waiting for you to, like, you know, tell them that they're beautiful as well, you know, which is fine, you know, but, you know, you, you, you'll you see the tentacles coming off of their, like, their heart chakra or higher heart chakra, like, it's just, like, you know, and you'll feel it and you'll be like, oh, oh okay, there, you know. And, you know, it, you know, sometimes they... And that will be represented in many different ways. You can think about what that person looks like. You know, sometimes they will have, they can be very demanding and very unempathetic, you know, in the ways that they demand these needs from other people or their relationship or their partner. This is why it can also be narcissistic as well. Narcissists often have tentacles, okay? And they will be in different places in the body. For example, like people who, you know, You know, narcissists will have more so the tentacles. I will see like, you know, those intellectual narcissists, for example, will have tentacles coming out of their third eye. Um, Cult leaders will often have these tentacles coming out of their third eye. Covert narcissists, people who are very persuasive and very good at luring people in with their intellect and their knowledge, whether it is true knowledge or not, they will have these tentacles coming out of their third eyes very often. Um, it's also associated with things like um, being an energy vampire, a psychic vampire, things like that, that will be associated with the tentacles. People who kind of use that uh, tentacle to kind of, again, this falls into the category of like um, narcissists. You know, they will do this to people. They, they're psychically manipulating them and luring them in, okay? That's a form of psychic vampirism, okay? So that's another thing. I've talked a lot about tentacles, but, you know, that was one that I think a lot of people notice, particularly in this community, the Divine Creators community, we're very aware of things like inner child's work. Some of you are practitioners yourselves. You know, some of us have been doing this sort of work with people in some capacity for a while. So this is why I like to talk about some of these other elements. So I do want to talk about um, tears as well. Okay, tears or fissures. They're sort of breaks or tears. They have like jagged or irregular edges and uh, are sort of they do have a color. They're gray. They're like gray. Yeah, just like deep kind of grayish black. Um, They sort of originate on the outer layers of the aura as a result of usually a psychic injury, usually from childhood. Um, Sometimes it could be past life experiences as well. Okay, isn't that interesting? But um, usually, you know, I don't like to go too far with that because the past life injury is always paralleled by... And um uh, you know an injury from this physical life that's causing you to have your focus on it, okay, if we're really, really going deep there, we can you know a- absolutely go into the past lives and understanding you know some of that stuff as well, but we always like to start with that, but I do think it's it is interesting because you can see that you can see it in some people's field okay this they have this in their field because of this past life, and the reason why they run into these themes. In their life is because they set that up. They intended that. They wanted that because they knew that would be a blueprint to create these new experiences and have these new experiences and expand in this very particular way that they wanted to be the set point of, you know? Okay. So, yeah. So, but but typically, you know, those tears, are, you know, will be physical or emotional abuse. Um, emotional abuse from physical abuse is usually where what causes these tears to stay, um, yeah, people who've been severely emotional abused, things like that, okay. We've talked about voids a little bit, you know, um, voids and, and sort of dark spots in people's fields, those are, those go hand in hand, okay? Voids is just like a more intense version of it. Um, it's usually indicative of just like inactive areas with little or no energy, Um, usually revealing different psychological elements, things that they're struggling with, stress, um, too much pressure, discouragement, hopelessness, um, detachment, um, disconnection from self, that sort of thing, disconnection from their true self, their true alignment, you know, a strong degree. The voids are interesting though, because people see them and they're like, oh my God, it's a death sentence. No, it's not a death sentence. It's actually the greatest pointer that you will ever notice in your life. It, it's a, it's a pointer that is literally an energy that is pushing you and detouring you, trying to, for the life of it, just push you in the direction of your truth to the degree that, you know, it's created this void in you, this this huge void. That void is not just empty. So sometimes the void is not even the The best word, it's just like... uh, Because a void, when you tune into the void, it feels like so much pressure. If you have a void on your chest, for example, it will feel like so much pressure. So what's that pressure mean? Pressure means you're being pushed somewhere. So where is that energy pushing you to that you're pushing against? That is where the void is coming from. The resistance to where the energy of your source is pushing you to. That is where these voids come from. That's where the points of darkness come from, you know, which are just... Voids that are at a lesser degree, but they are they do look a little bit different and you can kind of tell You know, okay, this is the beginning of what could, you know, grow in intensity um, It can also, you know, dark spots can also be you know, from psychic attacks, things like that Um, Psychic vampirism things like that as well that that can also be that uh, you know, that's not always what is happening Um, but it is important, I think, to mention that that can happen, okay? Sometimes there's just agitation in the field. You'll just see, like, disturbance, you know, discoloration. Um, it'll just be, like, their aura color looks, like, more hazy or different. And that can indicate, you know, um, yeah, also, uh, like, forms of, uh, apprehension, Or fear or like hiding in relationships, things like that. Um, Unresolved like issues or conflicts that they are just, they have a tendency to just kind of breeze on through, you know, that sort of thing, not really think too much about it. Um, Sometimes people who have a tendency to like drink alcohol or smoke. Um, substances uh, in order to kind of suppress whatever they have going on you know whatever issue is at hand for example um, you'll see that sort of haze that agitation that discoloration in the field that is also that makes it difficult more difficult to read people's auras sometimes their life colors because it is like literally hazy. It's blocked. It's agitated. So there's also things like just light. Like you will just see light coming on on different people's fields and, and and the like points of light. And this typically associated with just powerful energies, powerful sources of light, beings of light, higher entities. Okay, spirit guides usually interviewing and providing guidance in that moment just being your guardian angel your guardian spirit um, it's just really active and communicating to you in that moment okay Um, you've pulled them in or there is a connection that you've established in that moment that will be those points of light okay Um, someone in the group posted their like uh, childhood photos and um, one of the photos there you can see that they actually had these points of light in their field as well as well as um a sheath which was very interesting we'll talk about those later as well so you know that is just a very powerful spiritual presence or a guide or an angel usually coming in like that okay um and that that will often have different colors it's not just um white light it can be various different colors of light that represent your spirit guide so these colors and those upper dimensions are a little bit different okay that's different than these earthbound colors and these earthbound energies like the life color energies sometimes these spirit guides will come in and they'll be like you know like a a really really bright pink you know or like a you know a neon green or like these various different energies they do correspond of course to what we talked about the like the natural meanings of these colors however there will be different densities it's very difficult to explain but there they will be a different density the color will feel like a different density It's a different frequency it's a higher frequency it feels lighter it feels blissful it feels like miraculous it feels beautiful it feels like spiritual it is just a different a buoyancy a different, different energy to it okay and you will notice these frequencies and you will have to tune in a different way. When you tune into a life color, people's life color energy, you are tuned out from those spirit spirit guide energies. So you will not see those as much because you're not tuned into that dimension of reality, but you can, some of you are more naturally tuned into the guides. So you will see the guides colors more often. And I noticed that on the group as well. Okay. And then we can talk about, you know, the spirit guides as well. So those of you who are star seeds, you know, you will have guides integrated with you and or or in the process of integrating with you. So you will see these beings and you know, maybe I will post a photo uh, in the group just so that we can sort of see what it looks like. Um, the, because when the spirit guides are integrated, they are just overlaid, overlapped over your, I don't want to say overlay because we talk about overlays, they are literally overlapped over your physical face, your physical body, and they're completely sort of integrated. And you can see, you can see how they're connected energetically. You can see how they feed into your consciousness. It is almost woven. It's almost woven with your consciousness, with your soul stream. It's really beautiful and really fascinating. But a number of you are in the process of these guides being integrated with you. And that's why you're on these spiritual journeys, finding yourself on groups like these, um, seeking broader knowledge. It's because of the impulse from your broader perspective that is that spirit guide. That is you, a broader version of you. Your non-physical version of you is connecting with you, okay, and inspiring you to these conversations, to these podcasts, to these different readings, to these different connections, different collaborators in your experience to guide you more into the truth of who you are, okay? So the process of them coming in can be smooth. It usually is, it can also be dramatic. It can also just, you know, you get to control how fast you want this to come in, right? based on your level of resistance so if you you know are resisting this energy coming in which usually is the case because these beings vibrate at a higher vibrational frequency so what's happening in the process of you integrating with this being is you have to raise your vibrational frequency to match this higher vibrational entity that is your spirit guide so the process of that is often a bit of a purging process, a bit of like uncovering who you truly are. And the process of uncovering who you truly are, as we know, is a set of diverse experiences of life that cause you to look deeper at who you truly are, at who you, what your tendencies are, what uh, you know, aspects you got to kick, what, what aspects you got to keep, you know, and sometimes that's very difficult. So it brings about a lot of anxiety for some people. It can be very challenging for a lot of people. It can be just very stressful. Sometimes I will see the voids over top people's heads when they are resisting these soul braids coming in. These higher consciousnesses trying to braid with your consciousness. Sometimes they are extraterrestrial beings that are vibrational in nature, and they're just tuning. They're just connecting with your. They're braiding with your consciousness. That's what's happening for many of you. So the degree to which you allow them in through your releasing of resistance, through acknowledging who you truly are, through listening to who you truly are, that and consciousness, which is all that it is, you don't even need to know anything other than that. Other than this is a consciousness, a higher consciousness, a higher consciousness that is your broader perspective, your broader knowledge, your broader consciousness, that is the part of you that experiences resonance. So when you listen to things that you haven't heard of before, but somehow you know that is truth, do you ever wonder what part of you knows that is truth? That is your broader perspective and that is that being that is trying to integrate with you. Being or beings or energies, whatever you want to call it, that non-physical energy, that consciousness that is you is trying to get integrate with you. And it's important to know that you are also in communication with it and have been already. That's what got you here in this moment, in this point of convergence that we call resonance, okay? This is really powerful, and this is really, really something to take away here, okay? Because even if you're not a starseed, we all have a broader perspective. We all have a broader non-physical connection to our non-physical version of us that is our source self. When we connect... With that consciousness, that reservoir of knowledge and awareness and love and love consciousness is available to every single one of us without exception, no matter who you are. And when you tune into it, you're integrating with that consciousness and you are dovetailing your physical life with this beautiful, harmonious consciousness that is you. And your life will transform as a result because it is vibration and it is energy and that is law of attraction and this is how it works. Okay, guys. Okay, moving along here, moving to (laughs) streams of energy. So I just want to talk about a couple different conditions here before we close out, okay? So I know that was a lot of energy that came forward because that was just a Uh, that was something that needed to be said and something that we all needed to hear okay it is important and it is empowering to know this information Alrighty, so talking about streams of energy so these can be sort of like a variety of different formation of different colors and 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 the aura they radiate outward okay so this is when it looks like a radiance these can be any colors, these can also be adaptations. They will have these just stream-like effects, especially when they are really connected to it. So for example, in that photo that I posted of Lord in the Facebook group, where I actually posted a, a photo where it looks like that red energy. There's a There's red energy around her, but she also has that red adaptation color around her as well. So this would be a stream of energy, for example. So a stream of energy is a type of adaptation. It is an expression of the condition of that adaptation, where it is streaming, okay? It radiates outwardly and it's, this, it's just um, a very strong example or expression of that energy. You can also tell when that energy is being blocked as well. Because adaptations can still be authentic to you, this is important to know. Even though it's not your life color it can still be authentic to you and that's what i noticed is when these adaptations are authentic to you like it was for lord in that moment she's not an authentic red but she was pulling in red authentically um if you're pulling in a color that is not necessarily what you need to be doing you'll see a blockage there and you that is you'll see that too a discoloration or just literally a blockage of that energy. You'll, you'll see, you know, how that sort of manifests. And it can turn into a mask, okay? So really quickly, I wanna talk about arcs. Arcs are usually when two people, this is why um, couples are <laughs> pretty easy to read, you know, if you wanna keep it simple. Because you look at them and they'll have an arc, they will have arc, they will have harmony, you will see both of their energies, you will literally look sometimes, especially talking about rainbows, they can have like sometimes like a rainbow like arch, arc, arc or arch, same thing over their field and that is a representative of just like their divine connection they are connected they almost sometimes become one person do you ever see those people who kind of look like one person they are a couple but they look like one body and they function as one body everything is one body they even have one laptop that they call like ken and sally's macbook pro like you don't they're one person they have the same bank account like everything they're a function completely as one unit and they will usually have they will have an arc because they haven't really individuated themselves very much you know not in an unhealthy way we're not talking about cords or like tentacles we're talking about just like true connection when two people are truly bonded yeah arcs are more like bond okay and really really bonded and kindred and connected and and committed that will be the arcs okay geometric formations this is indicative of starseed connections extraterrestrial connections higher dimensional connections healing higher vibrational energies that that person is participating in channeling in or that that is who they are that will show up in their field as well as geometric patterns, different configuration. It looks like kaleidoscopes sometimes, different images like that. It's so beautiful. Some people have the patience to paint these and you will find them online and they are beautiful. So beautiful, so powerful, but it's important to know that these images are moving. They're moving images. People will capture one moment of it, but what it actually is, when you look at these like incredible like sacred geometry under if you can picture those things moving like a kaleidoscope that's what they actually look like okay and you'll see them around you you can see those uh the geometric forms really around anyone cuz any everybody has th- that dimensional layer of them but you will see it more physically around star seeds um in their field more prominently um, understanding that they, you know, have this connection that is a lot more integrated, okay, it also indicates that their extraterrestrial presence, their, their guide, you know, their purpose in this life, um, not from a soul's purpose, but in terms of, like, if they are also, uh, cohabiting, like, extraterrestrial presence, because some people, like I said, you know, can be integrating with an extraterrestrial being okay so we're just going to go there for a moment because we're talking about geometric patterns Um, the a lot of times these extraterrestrials are down here for the first time they're incarnating here for the first time and they're collecting data for their home planet for resources of understanding some some purpose some purpose for that may not even have to do with this world, okay? This is why you're not totally tuned in 100% to that extraterrestrial being that is also you. You're more tuned into your emotions because that's all that matters. You're tuned into your emotions, your heart, your essence because that is what's going to be the guiding force to you. That extraterrestrial has their own guidance system as well and they're following that and that's what took them to you, okay? But you don't need to worry about what they're trying to do because you're helping them by you tuning into your guidance system, your alignment, your light, okay? That is what pulls you both into alignment and able to assist both the, each other in the ways that you both attended in as one, intended as one unit. Okay? That's geometric forms. Um, we talked about um, we talked about spheres as well. Different colors will indicate different types. We talked about the yellow sphere, sort of like intellectual enrichment. Um, Bright green can be healing energy for example when that's a sphere they will have a lot of just healing power healing energy This person can channel a lot of healing energy and that is a a talent for them Okay, and talking about the sheaths really quickly. So this is sort of like a, a large shield like ring Okay, and it is brilliant. It's a really bright ring. Okay, and I will see this around talented energy healers people who are natural healers, often starseeds will have these, okay? And you can pull them in consciously. Sometimes people come pull them in subconsciously or through their guides as a protective mechanism to keep them safe from emotional trauma or, or, or scary situations uh, that uh, they are presented with in that moment. It's almost like a energetic fight or flight sort of response for very talented energy healers like crystal people can be really really uh they can pull in the sheaths often or these you know these points of light like we talked about they will just be more adept at doing it but here's the key guys here's what you want to take away from this you don't need to know that you are doing this you don't need to know how to do it if you are doing it, okay? A lot of you are already doing it and a lot of you are already participating in energy work without being aware of it. Some of you would like to be introduced to that and there are thankfully so many ways that we can talk about that as well and that have been talked about extensively, you know, online and et cetera. But what you guys need to understand is though, uh, there's, there is so much um, benefit to having all of these abilities that you are using and doing and participating in energy work all of these sheaths and clusters and heels and uh, um, streams and all of these things that you can do involuntarily it is um, it, it is quite a benefit actually to not have to think your way through doing all of that it's A tool to be able and an asset to be able to do it instinctually because then you don't have to conjure it up you don't have to think about it you know that your system the energetic construction of your aura and your consciousness is equipped with the instincts to know how to protect you when you are needing protection isn't that incredible because that is what is done especially you know you know, people who have done also prior work, deeper work, delving into their consciousness, self-awareness, all of this, all of this doesn't go away, okay? Even if you're not tapping into it all the time, you can't move backwards in your consciousness. You can just part ways with the momentum of it, right? But it's still there and it's still being accrued in your energy field and in your consciousness. And you are still using these whether you're aware of it or not and sometimes i want to tell people i'm like you don't need to know how to do it you you don't need to you don't need to know how to do these things if you're already doing it in fact that can really complicate things for you and it can really yeah as i said complicate things it can really jumble your mind and really get you confused and focused on what not 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 what matters it doesn't matter how to do those things it's about Understanding the consciousness behind it and what you find is, you know, a byproduct of that is Involuntarily being able to have these boundaries emotional boundaries and all these different reflections and representations of uh, Having boundaries all these energetic um, variations of those boundaries being expressed either as a sheath or Whatever it is, you know, there's so many different ways that you know People, so many different ways people manipulate their energy on a day. Did you know a hug is energy work? You are doing hu- energy work on someone when you're giving them a hug. When you're being present with someone and looking into their eyes as they speak to you and you are receiving to them, that is an act of healing. We overcomplicate things sometimes in the metaphysical community. Uh, you know. And here I am talking about all these things kind of to normalize it and help us understand it in a grounded way. And apply it, and understand the true functioning behind it, so we don't get distracted. Look, this is not the X Men. This is reality. It is reality, and there's a functioning to all of these things. Okay, I do want to to t- mention those things as well because so many of you are so talented and so gifted, and I don't want you to think that you're any less talented if you're not perceiving what you are already doing with your energy. You know. So there are all different types of things as well. You know. Uh, When people suppress energies a lot within themselves or suppress desires, it will look like literally like uh, just like a glob, (laughs) you know? It just looks like a a glob of energy that they are not being active with. And again, these globs can also eventually turn to voids, things like that, okay? So um, I think that's it that we want to go into with the conditions of the aura you know um there are so many different conditions so many different effects so many different layers of of how we can go further into this but uh you know there was so much more that i wanted to clarify with you guys so many questions that i've sort of been intuiting and feeling from the group that i can tell that i want to clarify more to help you guys understand more and enjoy the journey of of reading people's colors more whether you know it's just an effort to help understand people more or understand yourselves more or just to have fun, you know, or spiritually awaken more, you know, I hope that you guys have taken something from this. And please do let me know, you know, um, in the group, you know, that's where I read the comments mostly. So, you know, if you're in the group, the Facebook group or on Patreon as well, definitely let me know what you guys, you know, what stood out to you in this podcast episode, for example, what other questions, what sort of things that you want me to follow up on. Maybe I'll do some polls on the group as well so we can sort of gauge like a direction. This will be fun. Um, And then we're going to talk about some really other fun things in the future as well, okay? I still have um, so many more colors and deviations of colors that I would love for you guys to learn more about that you guys have been expressing wanting to know more about that I'll be talking about as well so so much fun things in store I hope you guys are having fun with me and again I'll keep doing this as long as you guys are having fun and as long as you are learning and wanting to learn more that's all this is here for okay guys peace and love to you all and take care now bye